Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Hey, Veritas, what's up? Welcome to our Equipping Podcast. Uh, this is Michael Rhodes taking over for Jake today. We officially kicked him off the podcast, at least for today. Um, I am here with Sam Anderson. Sam helps oversee and lead our equipping and local sending at Veritas, and we are continuing a series today called The Christian on Mission. Jake and I talked last week kind of about the overall biblical uh, look into the mission of God and how we play a role in that. And now the next two podcasts, we're going to look into what that means for our church locally and what that means for our church globally. So before we jump into the podcast, Sam, you've been at Veritas for how long now? Uh, Yeah, so I actually attended here on our first ever Sunday as a satellite. Yeah, Uh, I was was here, but I was not plugged in, so didn't commit probably until uh, early on in 2014 was when I started attending regularly, and just so happened to meet my wife, Kirsten, uh, while attending here, may have uh, added to some of the initial reason for sticking <laughs> around because there was a pretty young lady that I was very much attracted to. Well, That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So tell us about your family. Yeah. So uh, Kirsten is my wife. Uh, we have been married since uh, August 7th of 2015, which was like five days before I started on staff here. So I've been married and on staff for both just six and a half years. Um, So yeah, Kirsten, she works at uh, UFG, uh, just actually a couple blocks away from church here, Um, has been here since college and yeah, moved to Cedar Rapids for a job, got plugged in at Veritas pretty early on. And um, yeah, has been great. Um, I think just uh, living life together last seven years of, you know, being in a relationship and then getting married. And, um, yeah. So then we've got three boys, uh, Theo's four and a half, almost five trip is two and a half, almost three. And then trace is just about to turn one in, um, actually we're recording this early. So by the time (laughs) it's released, trace actually may be one. So yeah, he turned her turn one will turn one. That's weird. This is like the, this is like the space time continuum. There you go. Um, there yeah, you go. It, in uh, yeah May. So your life is uh, pretty calm, right? Oh, like absolutely. Three boys. Oh yeah, under and, five. Oh, oh, and uh, Kirsten is in the middle of her executive MBA at Iowa. So <laughs> we we got so much time, so much so time just much to do whatever time. we want. All right, a um, couple questions for you before we Hit jump me. into questions about local sending. Um, what is something you've been learning lately? Yes. Um, so I think early on in marriage, somebody asked me like, hey, what, what are you learning? And uh, the biggest thing was like, or like, what's your take on marriage? What do you think of being married? And I was like, it's the most rewarding, but the most humbling thing that I've ever done in my life. And then, then having kids and they're like, oh, this is, this is even more like on that, that level just takes it up. And um, really, I think like God's been so kind and gracious in each one of those seasons and um, just even in maturing and growing and uh, seeing more of my desire to be self-centered and self-focused and how selfish I am. So I've been learning um, a lot more of the ways, especially in the season, like I said, with Kirsten being in her 
um, MBA program of the ways that I can serve and lead and love my family uh, in just like the small, simple, practical ways that can make a huge difference. And uh, I have a tendency to like do things and then call them out and point the Kirsten, look what I did for you. And, <laughs> and not, not to do that, to, to get that praise. It, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> feel free to remind her. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. She does way more uh, than I do. But th- that like uh, the ways that I can love my family well and just simple acts of service, um, yeah, has been has been a, a big thing on the front of my mind. Sure. All right. So you're learning that. What's something you've been loving lately? This. I mean, you don't have to be serious here. Yep. You can be serious if you want. But what's something you've been loving lately? Um. So recently, so we moved last year, moved into new, uh, a new house, moved, um, and then his unfinished basement. And, um, that presented a lot of opportunities for me to, uh, work on the basement and we're working on finishing it right now. Um, so much time in oh, your life, so right? much time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with that, I would say like the projects and the things that I'm doing, it's been cool to see Theo and Trip have gotten interested in doing that. And just like, they may, I'm, they're not quite uh, to the point of like hammering nails into blocks of wood, but grabbing a hammer and hitting a block of wood. Uh, <laughs> so just like some of that, I, I remember I was talking to somebody the other day, just, um, uh, it's actually somebody that's helping me in my basement, uh, Ted Schuster, shout out, you're the man, uh, that, uh, yeah, like how I got into that. And I vividly remember the first time I ever used a palm sander was with my grandpa it was in 1995 so it had been like seven years old how did you, how do you remember that 95 is when you used a palm well, sander so it was because it was with the floods so i was staying with my grandparents and it was the floods of 95 uh, gotcha. and it was um i remember that too because we couldn't shower at their place we had to go up to camp dodge and use the public showers there at, you know we went swimming and then showered and uh, both staying with them. But I remember that vividly using a palm sander was my first power tool. And that was kind of um, something that really impressed upon me and a lifelong uh, love for doing projects and working with tools. And uh, it's kind of cool to share that with my boys now. So excited to continue to do that. That's sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So let's jump into uh, local missions. We call it local sending because we want to send yes. out everyday missionaries. So when it comes to local sending, what is our like primary local sending strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So we believe that the best thing that we can do for our city, for the kingdom of God here in Cedar Rapids, where he's planted us, is to send out our people. Um, so it's not like we don't um, we don't have a ton of programs. We don't have a lot of events, things that we're like drawing people into the church. Um, the way that we are sending, the way that we're being missional, so to speak, is uh, equipping our people to go out into their workplaces, into their communities, into kids' activities, whatever it is that they're doing, um, to be intentionally on mission for God. So yeah. it's our people. That's that's what we're hanging our hat on. Totally. We want to raise up our people. Absolutely. Uh, that and that is different from other churches, right? Like, yep. uh, And those churches aren't wrong. Nope. They're doing nope. great work. Um, and a lot of people will ask us, you know, what is Veritas doing in, the, in our city? And... Um, and they're looking for like what kind of events are we doing or what kind of programs are we doing? And we would say, man, we're sending out people to go be on mission as, as people that go to the grocery store, that go to the gym, yep. that go to their homes and their neighborhoods and their workplaces. That's our sending strategy. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Can you explain more though about so we're sending out these people, these people, our people, yeah. you people, <laughs> you, you people. people, we're sending um, you. We're and so, us. we're also sent. We're all sent. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. Keep so, going with it. Uh, we are sending out our people. Can you explain kind of more about of our approach to local yeah. sending? Yep. So in in this, you know, the first series, Jake, you and Jake, Michael, mm-hmm. you guys together. There you go. Uh, we're talking about our our approach of own catalyze and bless and. You guys laid that out really well and just talking through uh, what that looks like, what we're going to own with the equipping of our people. So uh, Ephesians 4, uh, the charge to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Uh, little side note, we're all the saints. That's what Paul's talking about. It's the followers of Jesus. Um, so we are to be equipping our people, us. We're all to be equipped to do the work of ministry. So uh, the the way that we do that is... Um, kind of our, our first and foremost thing is our ever, uh, our ambassadors class. Sorry, I'd get there eventually. Uh, and in the ambassadors class, we also use a tool that we have in our resource center that's called the Everyday Missionary Guide. Um, and like what we've done in that is laid out, we see in scripture this pattern um, that Jesus notices uh, a situation, notices uh, the woman at the front of the funeral procession by herself. Uh, he feels a certain way. He's moved to compassion uh, and then he does something about it. He raises this woman's uh, only son from the dead to care for her, to give her a hope, to give her a future. Um, and that's really what we're called to do as followers of Jesus, to uh, live that out, not just as like a project or a thing that we do on a every now and then basis. But um, uh, there's, you know, we in the class, it's, it's pretty cool to see um, people kind of do this assessment of like, how do I do at noticing? And there's some people that are like, top notch, like you notice everything, like nothing gets by you. And there's other people that are like, I'm, I am noticing that I don't notice people. (laughs) And like, that's like a revelation for them of like, oh, like being a follower of Jesus calls me to like see other people, to look through gospel lenses in my workplace, in, at my home, in my neighborhood, like look at things differently with this uh, heart and uh, heart of Christ and have this compassion on them. Um, and then, yeah, then you kind of assess, like you go through uh, each one of the set, like each session uh, in the class, or if you have the book, each kind of chapter, uh, and then the feel, like how do you do it feeling? Um, some people feel really awkward about things that they notice. Uh, other people um, feel really burdened and can almost get into that tendency of like, I need to fix the situation. And so really seeing like what is Christ's heart in the compassion that he's calling us to. Um, there's a really good book, kind of side note here, um, uh, but it's called The Economics of Neighborly Love. And it goes through the, the parable of the Good Samaritan and just talks through like how that person was able to love uh, the man that was beaten on the side of the road that he should have been enemies with, that there was no reason for him to help him was because he had both compassion and capacity. Uh, and that book does a great job of kind of laying that out of uh, that's what we want to grow in as followers of Jesus. Sure. And so then, we're going to, so we're going to own that kind yep. of equipping of yep. our people to be those everyday missionaries because mm-hmm. they are our mission, local mission yep. strategy. Yep. They're right, doing so, the work. All right. So that, yep. that's on. Tell us about Catalyze and Bless. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, Catalyze is uh, kind of this area that we talk about with strategic partnerships. Um, so people that are doing, uh, 
doing work in our community that they're um, they've been burdened for a specific area it may not be like uh, something that we're going to start a ministry but somebody that's doing something that we're like this is gospel fueled work you are doing kingdom work right here and there uh, we want to catalyze we want to provide resources we want to provide people we want to partner alongside with you uh, and help you go further faster and and like promote whether that's on a Sunday morning some of our uh, strategic partnerships that we do, um, like Bridgehaven, uh, Kingdom Community Center, uh, those kinds of partnerships where we're going to call attention to what they're doing, ask our people to join in with that. Um, and so that's kind of that catalyze uh, strategic partnership yep. uh, category there. That's yeah. great. Um, and then bless. Yep. So bless is uh, something that's like, it's not, uh, it's not something that um, we're going to necessarily align ourselves and call a lot of attention to and say like, hey, this is something that we're going to put a ton of energy and effort to. Um, but we also don't want to deny the fact that uh, God calls people to do things uniquely in different ways that may not be like, hey, this is this is something that uh, we're going to like put a ton of our uh, support behind. But we want to affirm you in that and help you continue to do that. So uh, it might be a one-time gift, not like ongoing continued support or sure. partnership, but somebody that says like, hey, uh, I'm, I've got this this need. Um, is there anything that Veritas could do to help? Um, there's, yeah, people submit those requests and uh, we come alongside them and uh, bless them as they go and continue to do that work. Sure. Yep. So, all right, let's unpack that whole catalyze. We want to catalyze strategic partners in our city and you've done a great job explaining uh, people, those are people and organizations that are already doing great work. Yep. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We can just jump behind uh, what they're already doing and kind of fuel the the flame that that they've already got ignited there. So, uh, who are our current strategic partners as of today? And then, and kind of give a brief overview of what they're doing in our city. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's uh, it's not just necessarily organizations, but also people groups. Um, one of the the groups of people. Uh, that we strategically partner with are our people that have been burdened for uh, foster care and, and adoption. Um, and just in that, like supporting them, uh, connecting them with additional relationships, resources. Um, there's a lot of people that are doing it and running f faster than we can even necessarily catch up. And, mm -hmm. and they're building the support networks and doing stuff. But just some of that, like we've gotten an adoption grant um, that people can apply for um, that can support with some of those additional costs. Uh, and then, yeah, foster care, just that, that needed support of, um, and I, I don't say this from experience. I could sure. let you talk to more of that, obviously, um, being, you know, uh, in, involved in that world sure. yourself. Um, but the amount, you know, we've got staff members, um, plenty of staff members that have gone through that and just the support of connection group, other people that are in foster care. Um, helping them have those relationships and, and have that, that network of sure. people that are going to go, go to bat for them and um, be advocates, be uh, mentors, whether it's for adoption, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the first, uh, first group. Um, and we keep going with the yeah, other organization yep. suite. So then um, I've already mentioned these two um, uh, Bridgehaven pregnancy support center and kingdom community center. So um, both of those uh, organizations and we have a, a big connection to through uh, people that are in our church. So uh, Chelsea McDill is the executive director at Bridgehaven. Um, she's connection group leader here with her husband, Don. They uh, serve faithfully in kids ministry. They've been plugged in for quite a long time. Um, and then with Kingdom Community Center, 
that's Bart um, Woods. He's uh, yeah been an elder uh, at our church and has stepped down from that role just in this season of getting the community center started. Um, but still leading connection group. Yeah, still leading Jenny. connection group. Still involved. Still, yeah, doing so much. Bart sure. Bart's like the energizer bunny. He just continues to go and go and go. Um, and then after that, we've got, i um, sure if any of you guys have been here on either the first Sunday of the month or the last Sunday of the month, you've heard us talk about 2535. Uh, and in that, that's kind of our effort to uh, provide resources to the under-resourced in our community. Um, and we kind of have a rotating group of uh, organizations that receive those donations that we provide. Uh, it's Kirkwood Community Food Pantry, Mission of Hope, and Bridge Havens Food Pantry. Um, and then... The other organization, uh, the other group of people, I guess, is uh, so there's a refugee church that started meeting here shortly after Derecho when the building that they were meeting in got blown down. Um, that has they've some of them come on Sunday mornings and still attend that service, but just that like providing them that space to uh, allow them to continue meet to have that connection with one another um, to have that shared community. Uh, value time so that that organization of refugees that are are meeting here yeah in our space. A group of yeah. african refugees yep. and the banye lamingue people yeah. i can and never say that no it's That's all right it's all right it. so we are yeah we're excited to be hospitable to those guys and they love jesus deeply mm-hmm. and uh, are doing great work and we're thankful for when they participate with us but we want to provide a spot for them to be able to worship together um in their own language all that yep. kind of stuff so yeah, we're we're super thankful for our strategic partners, and these may not always be the same strategic yep. partners forever. And we're working through how you can become a new strategic partner. Um, but we want we want to help our people get involved with these organizations, and as needs come up, those organizations let us know. So uh, we try to put those in front of our people as they come up. But uh, what great ministries these are! Great organizations and great people behind the organizations mm-hmm. that understand the gospel and want to see the gospel impact, uh, whether it's uh, inner city youth or um, the unborn or whatever it may be, uh, just people doing great work that we Mm want to, we want to jump in behind. So, all right. So that's a lot of stuff that we've talked about, you know, things that we want to, we want to own equipping our people and sending them out. We want to help catalyze these strategic partners. And then ultimately um, we just want to see people living on mission. Mm -hmm. So, can you, as we finish here today, can you just give us some uh, stories of some individuals in our church that uh, are really doing this, that are impacting our city and being ambassadors for Jesus, it's helping our people understand that like this isn't just crazy stuff that mm-hmm. people are doing, but like it's just everyday things that people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I think of like this isn't necessarily again even like organizations that we're <laughs> we're studying or, or like. Uh, things that we're directing people to do, uh, a lot of it is just our people <laughs> loving and leading out of uh, what Christ has done for them. Absolutely. So, uh, the first gal that uh, I think of is uh, a gal named Shelby. Um, she opens up her home uh, to a group of people, like any open invite, uh, and uses her kind of network to just invite anybody over for coffee and sure, lots of kids over, lots over. of moms coming over. So um, just to be a, a blessing to them and like, I've never, never been there. Yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> I've, I've heard of it from uh, many different circles of people that are friends with her or have been there or um, just that, but opening up your home, uh, something as simple as mm-hmm. that, um, but also like 
I mean, you host and lead connection group, having a connection group in your home. It's like after you have an additional, you know, 20 adults in your house, it's like, okay, we got to put some stuff back and get things in order. Like just having that, like, Hey, our house is not like our refuge. Like, you know, we talked about a couple in a couple of messages back, but just that like, uh, willingness to provide a space for community and connection to happen and um i can only imagine the the conversations that are happening sure there. like and mission is going to be messy your yep. house is going to get messy yep. the conversations are going to be messy yep. but jesus is worth it mm-hmm. so yeah Absolutely. thankful for people like shelby anybody else come to mind yeah so i already mentioned i mean two of two of the people that bart uh bart woods and his wife jenny um so not just with starting the community center but they've got a pretty cool story that we should probably have them on to tell themselves at some point. But, um, I mean, even from moving their family from one part of town to another part of town to be intentional and and to um, reach an area of our city that is um, often overlooked and kind of thought of as, like, undesirable and, like, don't even – don't go there. There's no reason to go there. Um, They they move there and have been intentional with – uh, the way that they neighbor, um, they like poured a concrete patio in their backyard, put up a basketball hoop. And I mean, every time I go over there, I feel like there's another group of neighborhood kids playing basketball in their backyard. And I can only imagine the, uh, the budget line that they've got for like <laughs> drinks and snacks and stuff, yeah. of, uh, all the kids that they, but then through that, um, uh, and, and being in that area started to, uh, really press upon, Bart and Jenny's heart just of being burdened for these inner city youth and um, started kind of their uh, a Wednesday night group that was meeting at their place that then can turned into this vision for this community center that um, Bart has started. So something as simple as like moving somewhere has yeah. like that story that God is writing through their lives is yeah blows me away. Yeah, of, just like, that act of faithfulness and you don't know what God's going to do with that. Sure, you you move so you're like when you're on this mission, you go, like, everything is yours. Like, the location of our home, the location of our family, we're also just going to, like, play basketball, and who knows what God may do and turn that into for His glory. That's Mm -hmm. what we're going after. So Mm -hmm. there are so many people in our church that are doing these things. These are just a couple of those stories. But, oh, man, it's really sweet to hear um, what God's doing through our people. And, guys, that is our local sending strategy. We want to send people into our city who are equipped to be on mission, who proclaim Jesus, who proclaim the gospel, because that's all we got. That's all um, That's all we have to bring to our city, and um, we want to do that really well. So, Sam, thanks for spending your time to do this today. Good to get to know you a little more. Hopefully our people get to know you even more than they already do, and I'm just super grateful for all the work that you do in our church thanks. to equip our people. And um, guys, We want you to live on mission. That's what we're all about, and that's what we want you to be about, all for God's glory because he's worth it. So thanks for listening, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line. 